72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio. AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH It's cloudy out there. They say it's supposed to be sunny, but, well, maybe later on. 46 degrees here at Columbus Road. Supposed to climb up to 67. And the next few days, Climbing up a little bit warmer. 68 tomorrow, 73 on Wednesday, 75 on Thursday. And then it cools down for the um, the Bobcat homecoming game. So, um, yeah, that's just neat. All right, well, good morning, folks. Welcome. A whole new week of the party line. And throughout this week, all sorts of special events going on with Ohio University's homecoming. Always an exciting event. And uh, let's see, but today, but today, what is today? Today is October 3rd. Of course, the year is 2022. Today is National Boyfriend Day. National Techies Day, National Child Health Day, and National Consignment Day. So, um, there you go. Historically, of course, when we have a free-for-all edition, as we are today, we also talk about historical events. And this very first one is really testing me. So on this date of October 3rd, but the year was 1283. Daifid Apgrifid. <laughs> and if you saw the spelling you might read it entirely differently than I just did. Anyway, he was Prince of Gwynedd, Wales. Oh, this is great. He becomes the first person executed by being hanged, drawn, and quartered. Just wonderful. Yeah. Okay. You want... Okay, take a look at that first one. Now, how would you pronounce that one? Um, Daffy Duck and Elmer Fudd. Okay, I get it. That's probably just as accurate as I did, too. <laughs> okay. Now, um, <laughs> you know, today... Um, Facsimiles, right? Fax machines. We use them a lot here. And um, anyway, 
when do you think the first fax was ever done? Want to guess? 1492, when Columbus sailed the ocean blue. I I should have expected that response. Um, 1922. (laughs) Well, on this date. 1922, not all that long ago. Oh, I was close. Yeah. That's a hundred years ago, right? Yes, it is. On this date. And it was sent over telephone lines, city telephone lines, in Washington, D.C. 1935, on this date of October 3rd, Italy invades Ethiopia, starting the Second Italo-Ethiopian War. 1990, on this date, reunification of East and West Germany. The West German flag is raised above the Brandenburg Gate at the stroke of midnight. 1990. Um, let's see here. Let's do some birthdays. <coughs> um, first off, we have Chubby Checker. Name a few of his tunes. The Twist. Oh, yeah, that's it. Let's Twist Again. Blueberry Hill. Okay, so uh, today he's he's still alive, and today is his 81st birthday. Now, here's a picture of Stevie Ray Vaughan. And evidently, his birthday was on this date of October 3rd. Another great musician. 1954, his birth. 1990, his passing. Yeah, too soon. He was a great musician, too. And uh, one of his songs is is, is uh, titled, If the House is a-rockin', Don't Come a-Knockin'. I uh, <laughs> uh, now remember. Gwen Stefani. Today, celebrating her 53rd birthday. Another singer. Mm -hmm. She is on uh, The Voice as one of the judges, isn't she? I do believe. What's her relationship to... um, Blake Shelton? Yeah. I think they're just date mates. Okay. Hanging out together. I don't think they're married or anything, but he was married to um, Miranda Lambert, I want to say. And then uh, my cousin. Is her name Miranda? Yeah, Lambert. What is her first name Miranda? Yes. <laughs> is she a famous country singer? No. Oh well, close but okay. No cigar. All right. But uh, I think uh, once they they started happening on the Voice uh, as judges there that. Ended that marriage for okay. Blake Shelton, and then he and Gwen Stefani were an item after that, so to speak. And if you watch <clears throat> that show, and I, d- I get drawn into it when it's playing. And it's playing recently, I might add. Um, 
Now I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> About the voice, Gwen yeah. Stefani, the show, Blake um, Shelton. Yeah, well, anyway. Something as gone. you were watching that show. It's gone. Okay. Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee. Celebrating his 60th birthday today. Another musician. He is the, uh, without even looking that up, I can tell you, he was a drummer for Motley Crue. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's been on a couple, uh, what do they call those, real life shows? Yeah. I forget what, what show he was with. He, he was hanging out or married to Pamela Anderson for a while. Okay, two famous deaths to mention. One is a long time ago, 42 B.C. Ah, yes. And um, Gaius Cassius, did I say it right? I don't know. Not too bad, maybe. G-A-I-U-S is the first name. Last name Cassius, C-A-S-S-I-U-S. 42 B.C. 42 B.C. Is when he died. Gaius Cassius Longinus, often referred to as simply Cassius. Yeah, that's easier. Was a Roman senator and general best known as a leading instigator of the plot to assassinate Julius Caesar. Wow. On March 15th of 44 B.C. He was the brother-in-law of Brutus, another leader of the conspiracy. Let's see. So he passed in 42 B.C., and that happened in 44 B.C., two years before he passed. All right. Uh, The only other uh, uh, one we have to mention here is Janet Leigh, L-E-I-G-H. She was born in 1927. She died on this date in 2004. Um, the name is familiar to me. I don't know why, but she is. Um, there's a nice picture of her here. She was an actress. Okay. What? Uh, Jeanette Helen Morrison, known professionally as Janet Lee, was an American Lee's. actress, singer, dancer, and author. Her career spanned over five decades. Wasn't she the <clears throat> Excuse me, the woman in the shower during Psycho? Oh, I don't know. I, th- I think she was. She Oh, yeah, she was in the movie Psycho, 1960, Halloween of 1998, and The Fog of 1980, Little Women of 1949, and also Hitchcock of 2012. How could she do that when she passed in 2004? Hmm. I don't have an answer. What, um... She was the mother of Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. What, um... What is your impression of horror films? I'm not a fan. Neither am I. I mean, I, I, you know, I know people watch that, that type of movies and films, but... I guess I'm not a fan of things like that that are just... I came across I one of the Star Wars-type films last night. and That's more sci-fi. Yeah, but it's... Anyway, the more I watched it, 
the less I became interested. And yet I used to like them, at least the original couple ones. I don't think this, I think this was maybe a fourth or fifth film or farther back. All right. Um, now, I just happened to glance over here, and we have, to have a caller, right? And um, folks, last uh, Saturday evening, um, I went up to Nelsonville to Stewart's Opera House. And I was supposed to have a friend go with me, but I went alone because I just wanted to see J.W. and Sherelle. And guess who's on the phone? The good doctor. J.W., good morning. Is this the Party Line Horror Show? <laughs> yes, it is. Some days. <laughs> J- Man, JW, morning, guys. That was a, a whale of a show. Oh, that's yeah. what I called it. Thank people. If we could bottle the energy in that room, Dave, yes. we could have we could have charged at least one electric car. One. <laughs> we used to get two miles at least. It was Boy, it was, it was beautiful. It was a very fine show. <laughs> I mean, that Sherelle made me cry. You should not make your fellow singer cry. She is amazing. It, I just want to thank everybody for coming out. Nice attendance. You know, it was, you know when you have a dream, uh, Scott, and you just hope it comes through. Oh yeah, works out the way you want. And I felt like a kid uh, waiting for Christmas all last week. And wow, it you was know, wonderful. You know, I, I, I had I, su- I had such fun. Such I haven't. Fun. Uh, let, me, let me get something out here. I haven't attended an event, an event quite like that in years. Mm. And. Um, I was impressed by the number of people who were with their bodies in their hands. Yes. Um, um, flowing with the music. Yes. Yes. It was. Uh, wow. It was. Uh, I just. I, I'm just going to use this week to just sort of bask in just the wonderfulness of that night. The but I also want to um, thank you. Let me. Thank you for letting me call, and thank you for mentioning it often, often on your radio station. Mm-hmm. I want to encourage people. That's uh, the, the Opera House made that possible. I approached them to do this, a free show to do this, and they they made it possible. So I would, I would ask that anybody who can, if you could go to their website and donate to them. They're a nonprofit group. Even if you want to donate, like. In, you know, in honor of me or Sherelle, help those guys out to keep them open and keep them going. Right. Uh, they are wonderful, just wonderful. And a number of the people who volunteer there. Yes, it, that's right. Um, it's all nonprofit. They, right. um, you know, I saw so many people I knew, and it was nice to smile at them and shake hands. And I'm so honored that you showed up, big man. I'm so mm-hmm. glad. I wish you had told me you were there. I would have done a song for you too. <laughs> well, no, I liked I liked the way it was. I thought you did a terrific job. Thank you, brother, for coming and uh, and just being a part of. You know, I wanted to bring the community together, come who may, and um, let's just let's just have a couple of good hours of some good music, relax, not talk about politics or controversy or. Some of the stupid football I saw yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just have a great time. Yeah, and amen. it was wonderful. Yeah. Amen. So I just want to thank you guys. I'll get you back. I'll let you get back to your routine there. But I'm just, 
Tickled to death. As tickled you to be. death. As you Bask be. in that glory. I did. I slept all day, mostly Saturday and half day Sunday, and got up just in time to see football from about 11 o'clock to 11 o'clock. So <laughs> it was beautiful. Hey, Thank you, Dave, for everything, brother. Hey, hey, before you go, J.W., the Bengals did not play yesterday, but nope. it, it was a great day for Joe Burrow and the Bengals, wasn't it? Yeah, that worked out good. <laughs> you know, it worked out good. They're back in the running of everything. And now they just got a, you know, they've gotten hopefully a lot of these kinks out of things for these first four weeks, and now they can go onward and take that division and go from there. Yeah, that would be the that would be the hope. They well, of course, they played Thursday night and won. Right. And uh, right. Joey said that was the uh, best pocket protection he's yes. had from his offensive line that That's he right. can he can remember since he's been in the league. That's right. So maybe they're figuring it out. Yeah, it, that was the best. That was the that was the kind of game I thought I'd see a lot of those this yeah. year. So let's look for a lot more of them. Yeah, he was walking around uh, towards the end of the game talking to every offensive lineman. You know, and they were hugging and high fiving and stuff like that. And knowing Joe, he was telling them of uh, you know his appreciation and good work and keep it up that type of thing. Well, you know, some of those quarterbacks, man, they give them watches and. Steak dinners, so he better start lining up. Uh, oh, he he did last year. He bought his O line uh, gold watches. I wouldn't have bought them nothing last year much, yeah, but no these guys, the way they played Thursday, I buy them stuff. Yeah, I mean that's how generous Joe is. But and uh, he almost got him killed last yeah, year. Yeah, no kidding. Literally. <laughs> yeah, he led led the NFL in sacks again. Yeah, that's no, no. Yeah, no. Let's just that. keep it up. Let's just keep that up. I think they play Monday night uh, next week. I okay. think. Well, anyway, folks, if, if uh, listeners listening in, if you don't know what we're talking about, every team in the Bengals division lost yesterday. Right. So that's, uh, you know, the Browns, the Ravens, and uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers, yeah. Yep. They all yep. three lost, and so now they're all tied for the division lead. Well, three of, yeah, three of them are. Yeah. Bang, yeah. Bengals should be 4-0. But they're uh, not. At least three and one. But they're not. Yeah. yeah at least three and one. Yeah. That Dallas game, they, but at least for sure three and one. No doubt about it. Yeah. No <laughs> doubt. How did your Bears do? Oh, we can't score any points. So New York got us. Just can't score any points. Just, I, I don't. If they don't figure out what to do with Justin Fields, they're going to lose that kid. He's going to go somewhere and win six Super Bowls. Uh, if they don't figure out what to do with him, so that's, yeah. hey, it is what it is. Yeah, that's right. Well, hey, I didn't mean to uh, segue no, we, away hey, from. Uh, I think Dave Palmer needs to give us a sports show, pay us a lucrative amount because <laughs> we will have call sponsors and everything. Oh, the Scott, the Daily Smith, well, I like that. Hmm. Think about it, there, big boss man. <laughs> yeah. What are we going to call it? What's the I name? I don't know, but it'll be oh. Daily Smith something. This okay? So, we'll think the, about it. The Daily Dose of Daily and Smith. Something. We'll, we'll do it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, guys. Okay. All right, bye-bye. Right, See you, brother. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> yes, the uh, the show that was last Friday evening at Stewart's Opera House was uh, nicely attended. Everybody was into it. The, the music was wonderful. Um, and... Um, if you missed it, you missed an experience. But I'm sure there will be other future things. And, um, boy, Stewart's Opera House is a nice place.
That's great, man. I'm glad you went and were touched by the spirit, hopefully. I had someone that was <clears throat> going to go with me, but then it just, they ran out of time with their errands, and I thought, well, am I going to go alone? And I just said, yeah. So I did. And it was um, wonderful. All right. Well, good morning, folks. No shame in that. I've done <coughs> things by myself before, too. So you know what? If you want to do it, do it. Mm-hmm. Um, Brazil. The voters in Brazil cast ballots yesterday in nationwide elections including a pivotal presidential election between incumbent Jair Bolsonaro and former President Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva. Now, if I had any errors in the pronunciation, please forgive me. The race is the world's fourth-largest democracy, has been closely watched by international observers. The the conservative populist Bolsonaro was elected back in 2018 with 55% of the popular vote, but faced heavy criticism for his handling of the pandemic, COVID, during which the country reportedly reported roughly 675,000 deaths. This is Brazil now. Conversely, Da Silva, popularly known as Lula, (laughs) served as president from 2003 to 2010, but was imprisoned in 2018 on corruption charges. Folks, um, uh, let me just drop off the story for a second. We hosted a young man, Danilo Tavares, in our home for a year. He was a Rotary Exchange student from Brazil. And his mother is extremely a big deal in the Brazilian government these days. She wasn't back then, but she has become so. So it's kind of interesting, at least for me, it adds an additional angle to think about. Well, as of this morning, Lula had captured 48.4% of the vote, where where Bolsonaro has 43.2% with neither having surpassed the 50% threshold. And in their government, you must have that. So a runoff will be held now on October 30th. Well, let's see here. We have a story that says the Supreme Court returns. What are they talking about? Well, it returns to action at our nation's capital today, beginning an October term during which 
a number of high-profile cases are expected to be decided. Entering with a 6-3 conservative majority, the justices will hear oral arguments today in a years-long dispute over Idaho's couple's construction of a home near protected land in a case that may have a broad impact on the regulation of wetlands. Other anticipated cases this term include a challenge to race-conscious university admission policies, a pair of cases clarifying the power of state legislatures in redistricting, in, in performing the redistricting process, and the extent to which the government may prioritize the deportation of certain immigrants in the interest of national security. The court generally hears these oral arguments through April and then issues a majority of its decisions during May and June. Well, we'll see what goes on soon. Indonesia. At least 125 people were killed and hundreds more injured in a human stampede Saturday night after police there used tear gas to disperse upset soccer fans. This is down in Indonesia. and more specifically on the eastern side of the island of Java. Fans grew violent and rushed the field after Arima FC Football Club. Okay, so that's the name of the team. Lost its first home game in 23 years. Yeah, well, that would be upsetting. You have a team that has never lost a game in 23 years and did so? Yeah. <clears throat> Provoking police to respond with tear gas, a tactic pro prohibited by soccer's international governing body. Outside the stadium, five police cars were set ablaze. Police reportedly sprayed fans indiscriminately to dispel a rioter leading to a fatal press toward the exits. Local observers noted the stadium was at about 110% capacity, with 4,000 excess tickets sold. Sunday's Indonesia, Sunday, rather, Indonesia's president ordered the nation's top soccer league suspended, pending a review of security protocols. Incidentally, the disaster is the second deadliest in modern soccer history after the 1964 stampede in Lima, Peru, which ended up with um, 324 deaths. Oh, well. 
Yeah, let's talk about sports a bit. Um, the weekend and the weekend coming. Um, what's most on your mind? Uh, well, college football was uh, added again this past Saturday. And uh, the uh, Bobcats lost the heartbreaker in Kent. I think they lost uh, 31 to 24 in overtime. I think that's right. Yeah. And uh, the Bobcats actually blocked a field goal at the end of the game to send the game in to overtime, thwarting Kent's uh, attempt at winning there on the last second kick. And then uh, Kent scored in the overtime, and the Bobcats could not score. In the overtime, Kent scored a touchdown, which means that the Bobcats had to score a touchdown. So that didn't happen. Uh, the Bobcats lose again, and uh, tell you what, they uh, they need to right the ship this week. And luckily, they've got Akron coming in Saturday, and Akron is not real good. Mm-hmm. They're one and four, and their only win was the first game of the year over a, uh, I think it's the Division Three team, St. Francis of PA, and it wasn't by much. Now, they did play Bowling Green close uh, their last game, but uh, Bowling Green won. Uh, Akron, I believe, is 1-4. and four. Uh, They played some big schools, too. They were beaten at Tennessee, uh, so they're not afraid to play the big boys, but they – took their million bucks, got drubbed, and went home. They played those money games like that. So um, I I see the Bobcats winning by at least four touchdowns. Oh, wow. Uh, this weekend against Akron. Uh, you know, I think that Bobcats will play better at home. It's homecoming. Uh, should be a lot of people there. Oh, my, yes. Uh, at least hopefully for the entire game and not just the first half. But uh, the Bobcats are sitting at 2-3 and three overall. Uh, that was their first league game in the MAC. They're 0-1, obviously, in the Mid-American Conference. Um, Miami and Buffalo had the, probably the best game of the MAC schedule this week. That game went back and forth. I watched some of it. And uh, Buffalo ended up beating the Red Hawks. Still can't get used to that. How many years it's been? A lot. but Suddenly I've forgotten. Miami used to be the... Redskins? Yes, okay. Yeah. But uh, they beat the Red Hawks in Buffalo. Uh, Those two are Eastern Division Conference uh, members like the Bobcats are. Uh, But anyway, I look for the Bobcats to win big this Saturday. Speaking of winning big, the Ohio State Buckeyes won big 49-10. to They remain at number three in the rankings uh, behind Georgia and Alabama. The Buckeyes at number three, and then Michigan at number four. Michigan had an easier game at Iowa than I thought they would. Uh, Michigan, for me, easily won that game. It was over in the first quarter, second quarter for me. Hmm. But uh, Iowa usually plays tougher at home, but not this past Saturday. Uh, They have a history of beating top five teams uh, at Iowa in Iowa City. But Uh, again, that in come about no michigan won so uh they remain undefeated too uh let's see as we mentioned uh, the bengals uh played thursday and i believe they play again this sunday 
evening, and uh, they play Sunday night against uh, the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore, and that's the team that Joe Burrow had a record-setting game against last year, if I remember correctly. And there were some not-so-nice comments from the Baltimore Ravens after that game. So they are they're gunning for the Bengals and uh, wouldn't be surprised if they're gunning for Joey, too. And I don't want to say they're trying to hurt him, but they'll they'll try to get to him pretty aggressively. Let's just leave it at that. But uh, anyway, especially after the Ravens, they blundered yesterday and lost their game. So uh, anyway, the three teams in the Bengals division, other than the Bengals, all lost yesterday, which is good for Cincinnati. Um, baseball playoffs are shaping up. And, uh, of course, the Reds not in the playoffs. I don't know why I said of course, but it seems like they have trouble getting to the playoffs each year. Uh, however, we remain proud their, their to be an affiliate. Their is, is done, right? No, it, it will finish, uh, I believe, this Wednesday Okay. Uh, against the Chicago Cubs. But uh, they're in a tailspin right now. Uh, so... Thankfully, gracefully, the season will come to a close again for the Reds. But uh, Cleveland, the Guardians, can't get used to that nickname either. All these changes. In the playoffs. Yeah. And I've heard the arguments why. I just still don't know as I completely agree that they were needed. But that's neither here nor there. Well, same here. I mean, I, I, I don't. I mean, you know, we're not a member of the Native American tribes, and I'm just yeah. baffled that they don't see that as an honor. Yes. From a professional sports team to take their their namesake from them to honor and create awareness of them. I mean, they for me they could have used it in a better way. Well, folks, as but, you uh, might expect, and, and we Athens has always had a terrific homecoming week. Uh, all of that is in line, uh, scheduled. Go to the OU uh, website and download all of the different offerings that, that are happening. Um, it's an exciting week in Athens. And, of course, the homecoming parade and, and then the game and just everything. Wonderful. All right. And then, by golly, let's get the win, too. Yes. Um, Mark and Mindy Heflin are going with me, and I think another lady, and um, I have four seats. And um, we'll have a great time. Okay. So let's turn our attention to the New York Times version of today's news. And they have an extensive opening story. uh, About former President Donald Trump. And it's not all critical. Uh, They have... Some compliments, too. That's surprising. Uh, about, um, well, just compliments. 
and they say some of his strategy is pretty special. Um, just turn off your mic for a minute there. No, it doesn't make any difference. Anyway, um, so it, it's a lengthy story, though, so if you'd like to read about it, I suggest you go to the New York Times website. All right. What else are they covering? Um, of course, Hurricane Ivan. Ian. Ian, I'm sorry. Ian from the Caribbean. <laughs> oh, I hadn't heard that. I like that. <laughs> Ian. <clears throat> um, we had a touch of it, you know, as it drifted past us finally. But um, mercy. I have talked to so many people who winter in Florida or own a property in Florida or um, have Florida connections and Georgia as well who have had severe um, property damage. And I've talked to others who were right in the heart of the storm and didn't. It is, is a lot of it seems to, well, I shouldn't say this. They didn't say it. But I don't know if it's the age of the property or the construction style or what, but some places really got clobbered. Oh, they're completely gone, wiped out. And others will be standing right next to them and rarely, hardly a, a, a problem. Um, I don't know. But. Um, it happened, and lots of people struggling. Um, I've seen pictures of uh, Florida there where <clears throat> there were, <clears throat> excuse me, blocks of houses, uh, you know, residences, beach houses that were close to the beach. I mean, everything is gone. It's just palm trees and sand now where houses used to be i mean it it looks like back in the yeah. days of vasco da gama exploring <laughs> florida when there was no no buildings there no no sign of life or anything like that i mean you it, <laughs> you could just see the ship sailing up there from you know 1800 or 16 1400 something like that and nothing's there. Well, um, weather uh, can be very destructive. Oh, my goodness, yes. The wrath of Mother Nature. What else is going on here? We have... Um, Goodbye charcuterie. Okay, charcuterie boards are kind of <coughs> like sample uh, appetizery stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now let's see what they're talking about here. You may have seen people smearing butter across different surfaces and posting them across social media platforms lately. 
all in the name of the butterboard, the charcuterie. The instructions for creating a butterboard are straightforward. Grab a cutting board, a slab of soft butter on it, then customize it with ingredients like honey, lemon zest, edible flowers, chili flakes, figs, or radishes. It's simple, it's fun, it's artistic. I don't know. I can do without the chili flakes and the radishes, probably. All the other ingredients you mentioned there. I don't mind radishes, but I I don't like hot seasoning. Yeah, that would be the chili flakes. Yes. And so... Lots of things going on. Yep. Um, I brought in a report. I had dinner last night with Jackie and Dan and um, Andy at a local restaurant. And um, that's my daughter and her family. And uh, Julia was at another event. Now... I don't think there's anyone more a foodie than my daughter. She loves quality food, right? And um, one of their favorite cities is Asheville. That'd be North Carolina? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there's an Asheville here in Ohio, near no, no, no. Circleville, I, but I think you're talking about the one in North Carolina. Yes, yes, yes I am. But I got a report uh, over the weekend saying 2022's best foodie cities in America. So I printed it off. Uh, this is unfair of me to do this, but what do you think got number one? Oh, my. Um, Seattle. Portland. Well, there's only one state off. Yeah. <laughs> You're in the right... In the region. Region. Number two, Orlando. Three, Miami. Four, San Francisco. Five, Austin, Texas. You know, for a number of reasons over the years, I have always liked Austin. Yeah, there was a while that you did not like Austin, though, too. Well, that's just because they were <laughs> trying to steal our soccer. Yeah, that's, that's right. The Columbus crew. It is a great city, though. Number six, Sacramento. <clears throat> Seven, Seattle. Eight, Tampa. Nine, Las Vegas. And ten, San Diego. So what was your pick? Seattle, number seven. Okay. You weren't too far off. No. Now... What about Ohio or some of our neighboring areas? The highest ranking of the bunch is Cincinnati. It comes in 21st. Now, how many cities do we have listed? 182. Okay, so Seattle comes in the highest within our region. Did I say Seattle? Yes. I, I meant Cincinnati. I don't know what, how I said that. Louisville, K Kentucky. 
basically where I had my basic training. 32. Columbus, 44. That makes me proud. Um, Lexington, Kentucky, 68. Cleveland, 69. Let me turn the page here. Um, Charleston, West Virginia, 137. Oh, I missed Toledo, 123. Akron, 143. And Huntington, 149. And that's it. And we're out of time. So, folks, um, maybe at some point we'll dive into this a little deeper. But have a wonderful day out there. Please stay safe. We'll see you tomorrow. All right? And uh, let's see. Do we have a special guest tomorrow? I don't think so. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Reality is setting in for Floridians whose homes were swamped by Hurricane Ian, among them Betty Reynolds, who lives on hard-hit Sanibel Island. It came up about four feet in the house. So I've been living upstairs. Correspondent Chris Van Cleve is in Sarasota. Some neighbors here told us they're not even sure if it's worth trying to rebuild. Firefighters couldn't get out here because it was so dangerous. And we talked to many residents on this block who thought they could ride